Hello and welcome to Sri Lanka 99.94 Cricket Every Day. My name is Mark Machado from the Murali End and I'm joined as always by Estelle Vazudevan from the Parparay. And today we are talking about Sri Lanka's Asia Cup squad that's just been released for the Women's Asia Cup that starts um, imminently, I think on the 1st of October. Estelle, I'm not going to lie, sadly, I'm not as well versed in the women's game in Sri Lanka as I should be. There's many reasons for that. We can blame SLC for that. We can we can blame uh, myself for that as well. But I don't think in the globe there's anyone, at least in the English language, who knows Sri Lankan women's cricket as well as you do. Yeah, and I don't, I wouldn't say I know them as well as the men's team either. So there's a lot of, it's it's tough to get information about them um, and what they're doing. So there's a lot of, you know, contacting players directly to kind of find out what's going on. So so when you need to contact the players directly, because this is interesting, right? Because ordinarily for the men's team, we can kind of estimate, we can guesstimate the players that are involved in the conversations yeah. around the squad, who's going to be in the squad, even the even the ones who are brought on the, on the fringes, because there's a lot of domestic, a lot of Sri Lankan domestic men's cricket is now streamed online. So even in in my bedroom in London, I can still watch Sri Lankan domestic cricket thanks to the Papere. I can even watch um, schoolboy games so I can even see the players who are coming through the system. Under-19 men games, are uh, internationals at least, are, are, are shown all around the world. It's not like that for women's cricket in Sri Lanka, is it? Uh, no, actually, there's very little cricket that's being played at the domestic level. Uh, as far as I know, there is one major 50-over competition and one major T20 competition. And those don't last very long, unfortunately. So most of the time, it's basically these girls get to play, what, 8, 10, maybe maximum 15 games uh, per year. So not a lot uh, of cricket going on, on in the domestic scene, at least. Yeah, and that that's a real shame, obviously, um in England, where I am, we have the, the Women's 100, which has raised the profile of women's cricket massively over the last two seasons. And, you know, women's sport in general in the UK is on an upward curve. Of course, you know, the economics of Sri Lanka now more than ever have come under a lot of pressure. So, you know, it's maybe a bit flippant to compare the two, uh, the resources for the two sides. But it would be good if to see SLC, who are one of the rich organisations in Sri Lanka, um, maybe put a little bit more into the women's game, but we shouldn't we shouldn't dwell on that. Let's talk about this squad, right? What do you make of this squad? What do you, what do you think about it? Yeah, before that, I'll, I will add something. I think there was a comment recently by Sri Lanka Cricket that they are richer than the New Zealand Cricket Board now. So maybe they can take a leaf out of New Zealand Cricket's book and start paying the players well and you know getting the women's game up and running. Yeah, so. On the squad, uh, I don't think there are too many surprises. Um, looks a decent enough squad, not too many changes from uh, the team that flew to Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games. Uh, of course, all eyes will be on Chamari Atapattu, but there are a few seniors in that side as well who would be looking to really put their hands up in this competition when they've got teams like uh, you know, uh, Malaysia, UAE, Thailand, Bangladesh, teams that they can really compete with. Yeah, is there any new players in the squad and, and, and who are they? Yeah, they've made three changes to the squad that went to Birmingham. So Tarika Sehwandi, Kaushani Nuttyangana and Madhushika Mehtananda have 
made it into the squad. Um, all pretty young. I think uh, Metananda is 28, but the other two are 21 and 22. Both understudies of some of the more senior players. So uh, Tarika Sewan is a left-arm quick. She's coming to replace uh, Udeshika Prabodhini, surprisingly, because uh, Prabodhini, of course, Sri Lanka's most um, experienced quick bowler um, in the setup. She's been left out, so Sewani might get an opportunity to come into the lineup. Uh, Nutyangana is kind of an understudy to Anushka Sanjeevani, the wicketkeeper. Don't see her getting too much game time, but of course, it'll be a good experience for the youngster just um, getting to be a part of uh, a competition like the Asia Cup. And uh, Mithananda is an all-rounder, um, so she bowls a bit of medium pace, middle order bat. So it'll be interesting to see how much game time the three of them get because they're replacing uh, Prabodhini, Amakanchana and uh, Vishmiguna Ratna as well. Do, do we know if there's injuries there and that's what's caused the replacements or maybe maybe they've got jobs and they can't get out, you know, can't get the time off? Do we know the reason why those players haven't made it? Yeah, I think uh, Kanchana and Prabodhini, it seems like, have been left out because of poor performances. So um, particularly Ama Kanchana, I think, uh, hasn't done anything of note in the past couple of uh, series. Udeshika Prabodhini, a little more surprising, but um, I did read that it could be that they're trying to uh, manage her workload, which to me doesn't make any sense with the amount of cricket Sri Lanka plays to actually, you know, leave out your most experienced um, fast bowler uh, to kind of manage her workload when there's barely anything happening for them. Uh, but I do know that Vishmi Gunaratna, the youngster, uh, who a lot of people have been talking about since that uh, series against India where she made her debut, she's got, unfortunately, uh, seems like a stretch, stress fracture on her back. So pretty serious injury and uh, I mean they're trying to get her fit enough uh, and have her ready to go for the under 19 World Cup which is supposed to begin in January so she will be I think the key component in that side she'll be like Atapattu is to the senior side in that under 19 team because Sri Lanka don't have that a strong you know school structure that can produce a really strong under-19 side, unlike the uh, men's side of things. So she'll be a very important part of that. So hopefully she'll they'll be able to get her in shape uh, come January. Um, it's in, it's in, there's a lot there's a lot of interesting things to talk about Sri Lanka women's cricket. Let's start about kind of you know you talked about the under 19s over there. How much of a setup and structure is there for under 19 girls or you know any any young girls in Sri Lanka who want to play cricket? Because obviously the, there's no end of, of clubs willing to take boys on and you know schools cricket is enormous. Is is it this you know is it starting to be the same for, for the girls? Are, are there girls clubs arising? Are, are you know is Holy Family Convent have they got a, a girl side? No, unfortunately Holy Family Convent doesn't have a girl side. But um, in terms of schools, there are much fewer schools that play leather ball cricket for the girls. But over the last couple of years, Sri Lanka cricket has been trying to kind of change that. They've had district coaches, provincial coaches, uh, uh, people from SLC visiting schools in the outstation, uh, providing equipment, trying to get more schools involved in the game because 
in Colombo, there are a few schools or in the Western province, there are a few schools who play and it's just the same schools that kind of dominate. So you see people like Harshita, Madhavi, all of them come from, you know, Gautami Balika, Ratnavali Balika, those uh, schools, which have kind of been playing for a long time. But Sri Lanka cricket has been putting somewhat an somewhat of an effort to get more schools playing because that's what has worked on the men's side of things. You know, there's a very competitive schools set up in and in some ways uh, a more effective setup than the club setup uh, uh, for the men so they want to kind of build that for the girls uh, in terms of clubs it's basically you know hinged on the forces so air force army sc and um, navy sc have strong teams uh, which most of the national players uh, represent they've also got b teams so basically uh, I would say about seven to eight years ago, there were two divisions where you had, you know, Army A, uh, Air Force A, Navy A playing in the top division um, alongside a couple of other teams. And then you had the other smaller teams playing in B division. But uh, now it seems like um, they have shifted to having one division altogether. So you have two teams each from Army, Army Navy and Air Force. Then you've got Chilau Marians, which uh, Chamari Atapattu now represents. She she used to be at the Air Force. Now she's with um, uh, Chilau Marians. You've got Coles Cricket Club, from which I think is which more or less functions as a bit of a feeder for the forces teams, because you've got like players coming in during their school uh, careers playing for Coles, and then once they leave school, they're hired by uh, the forces. Um, so that's the kind of setup. It's not, um, and of course I forgot. Uh, how could I forget? Sinigama CC, which has been producing a lot of young, like promising young players, Kavisha Dilhari, of course, coming from here, Sachini, Sachini Nisansala, who's not in this squad, but I believe she is also injured, also from Sinigama CC. So that that club down south has been able to produce quite a few of the young players coming through so that's the kind of setup so far uh, I would say Air Force Air Force and Navy are pretty dominant uh, Navy has won the I think the 50 over competition back to back now for a couple of years uh, Army not far behind but everybody else is uh, kind of you know a few steps uh, behind those three teams a few years ago, the principal of Holy Family Convent followed or not followed me, befriended me on, on Facebook, I think because so many of my relatives had gone to that school, which is why I brought it up. And I think I, I should maybe write her a message and suggest that Sri Lanka being so well known for cricket and also for, you know, Sri Lanka is... I'm not saying there isn't problems. There is a lot of problems with, with in terms of misogyny and sexism on the island, but it has in the past broken. You know, it's the first country in the world to have a, a female uh, prime minister and um, and and such. So maybe it's time that you know at least Holy Family Convent and some of the other big shrunken schools embraced cricket um, in the same way that that the boys' schools and and their yeah. their brothers' schools uh, have done. As well, I think that's something we'd all like to see. You're listening to Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Whatever your team, we have a show for you on podcast, on YouTube, on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, 
and the West Indies. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 and podcast. We speak cricket. And me and Estelle have a very special favour to ask you because obviously, if you got this far, you're listening. We really need you to leave a review for us on um, wherever you listen to the to your podcast. I think predominantly on Apple Podcast. If you can, please leave us a review. There's a little kind of internal within the 99.94 community, a little let's say rivalry between the podcast for who can get the most reviews, who can you know uh, who can get the most likes and reviews and subscribers and stuff like that. Obviously, we're all Sri Lanka fans here. Um, and if you're not, you're going to be if you keep on listening, because how can you not be? Um, so if you can leave us a review, please do. And tell your friends, tell your other uh, other people who, who support Sri Lankan cricket and are fans of, of, of the game about us, because we're quite new and we're, we're, we're trying to build something here. Estelle, let's talk about the Asia Cup. Um, obviously, we, we saw the men's side won it a couple of weeks ago. We're all really buzzing excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the women's netball team won it as well can we expect the same from the women's cricket team well it's tough it's tough to to be that optimistic looking at the record uh, of the team over the last couple of years I mean they they have one win in the last nine games so I'm not very optimistic but I think if you do really well a good finish a really good finish like Sri Lanka, the men's team winning the championship type finish would be a final because that would mean they would have to beat either India or Pakistan. So I'm hoping that, you know, that if, if that happens, that'll be a massive win for the team. Um, if, if we do win it, I'm guessing Charmory is going to have to play to the peak of her ability. I mean, I say that she's clearly one of the best women's cricketers in the world right now. We will never know how good she could be if she was an assistant that fully supported her. And, you know, I mean, she, she's one of the few Sri Lanka critters who probably earns a decent amount of money, even though, uh, you, you know, despite the system, because she's able to go, and, you know, she played the big bash and, and fair break and stuff like that. How good would she have to, you know, could she carry us all the way to, to, the, to the final and, and carry us through? That's a lot to expect from her. But I think... The problem with Sri Lanka is that they do expect that. They do expect her to carry them through. So she's going to have to get a lot of runs, I think, at the top of the order. Even if she doesn't get a lot of runs, she's going to have to give those starts to the team because batting is the area that Sri Lanka has struggled really badly over the last couple of years. They just, I don't know, they've, they've got all these promising young players uh, the Harshitas, the Hasini Pereiras, the Kavisha Dilharis performing so well in the in the domestic arena. But when it comes to international cricket, I don't think I have seen a game against a top country, uh, against one of the top teams, where Sri Lanka has won without Chamari making uh, a big contribution. So that's a massive problem um, and an area of concern because they've got the bowlers, particularly now, Asia Cup is in Bangladesh. It's going to be really great conditions for our bowlers. So I'm sure those, that side of things will be covered. The spinners will do the job for you, but they need someone 
they stand up with the bat. They, I, I don't see Sri Lanka going past the semifinals if they are going to depend on Chamari to get all the runs. Um, it, it, it's our spinners who are the experienced bunch, right? If we if we are going to make, you know, if they're the they're the ones to watch out for, right? So if we are going to make serious dents in the in the tournament, as well as Charmery, they're the, they're the the three that have got to keep keep those wickets tumbling, right? Yeah, everyone's going to have their eye on Charmery Atapattu, right? You know, coming into the game, everyone's going to be targeting her wicket, um, but. That the spin bowling is one area where Sri Lanka can really cause a few upsets, even to sides like India and Pakistan. We did see against India in Sri Lanka, the, the likes of Inokarana Viro, Shadirana Singha, they caused a lot of problems. Uh, and India were playing a, basically a full strength side uh, on, on that tour. So they are the ones who can really cause some problems and give the batters a chance to pull off some wins. Again, uh, this will be a really good tournament for Sri Lanka because you've got the teams like UAE, Malaysia, uh, Thailand, Bangladesh, who I think Bangladesh is defending champions, so I shouldn't underestimate them. But I think overall they are at a similar standard as Sri Lanka. So that should be a challenging game. Uh, but the likes of Malaysia and UAE, Sri Lanka have beaten teams like that pretty recently and pretty convincingly. Um, so they'll be confident going into those games. Those are, I think, the games where particularly the batters can really get some confidence and the likes of Rana Singha and Ranavira can really, you know, build a bit of a reputation for themselves in the tournament by using those conditions. I'm sure it's going to be like proper spinning tracks. So that's where, you know, they'll have to really step up for the team. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all our announcements by following us on social media at 99.94 DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation and tell your friends. Um, Estelle, I want to... You know, we, we've talked about how Sri Lanka might win it. Obviously, Charmery getting a whole bag of runs, spinners getting lots of wickets and and a, a ticker, a parade all the way from the airport to, to the Cinnamon Lakeside or, or wherever the, the, they end up taking them. I don't know where they end now. What happens if the worst happens, right? Women's cricket is on a bit of a high everywhere around the world. We saw today, at the, the day we were recording this, I need to put the light on. Hold on. Give me a minute. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's one of those bloody, oh God, there's too much money in this fucking building. Sorry. Um, if I move, it will, the light will come up. Sorry, AJ, you probably hate me. Um, so I'll start that again. We, um, Estelle, we talked about how they win it. We talked about Charmry getting lots of runs and we talked about spinners having to get lots of wickets. But what happens if the worst happens? What happens if Sri Lanka, I say the worst happens, if they lose against non-cricketing nations, Women's cricket around the world at the moment seems to be in a bit of a high. We saw earlier today at the day of recording this, the ECB announced that there will be a five-day test in the women's ashes next summer. Um, but what happens if Sri Lanka lose to, to Malaysia or they lose to a Hong Kong or they U lose to a UAE? Because I'm kind of, you know, my belief is, my understanding is, is that those cricket associations are supporting those women's players about as well as 
Schlunker women's players have been supported in the last few years. So there's absolutely, I you know, I don't think there's any, you know, Schlunker can't have this arrogance that maybe we might have done in, in the in the years gone by where we can go to these games and as fans at least expect to win. The girls have to go to these games and and put a performance in to, to earn the right to win, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the sad thing about women's cricket, and I, I, I don't think this is just in Sri Lanka, but you have to keep proving that you're worth the investment. Because if you don't, then there's always going to be questions about why you, you know, investing in this team when they're performing like this. Uh, you know, why not use that money or that time or those resources for something else? There's always going to be questions. So they have to keep kind of making a case for themselves. They have to keep proving themselves. So a loss to one of those teams is going to be a massive blow, I think, because like you rightly said, around the world, women's sport as a whole is on the way up, right? But countries like Sri Lanka still need convincing that women's sport is worth investing in. So that's the additional kind of pressure that sits on their shoulders, you know, because it's not like your it's not just your place in the team that's at stake, but so much more is at stake. So it's it's a it's a it's a massive you know pressure on these girls i'm sure they've felt it all um in the past as well where they haven't had that many resources they see what's going on in other countries uh, and how those teams are managed even uh, somewhere like the under 19 world cup uh you know it, it, it's not a given that sri lanka is going to be among the top 8 of those 16 teams my thinking is some of the teams that that came through the qualifiers might, you know, pose a serious challenge and even be better than uh, the Sri Lanka team. So similarly here, we haven't seen, uh, I think Sri Lanka faced Malaysia uh, during the Commonwealth Games qualifiers and, and they had quite a convincing win. But again, that thing of, you know, if Atapatu doesn't fire, What's the team's mentality? What are they thinking when that wicket goes down? So, yeah, that would be the worst case scenario if if they do go down to a team like UAE or Malaysia or even Thailand. Um, or actually even Bangladesh would, would not be great for their, you know, their future. Uh, but hopefully it doesn't come to that. I think Sri Lanka have the quality, particularly in that bowling lineup, to see off um, some of those teams and make it as far as the semifinals, anything beyond that, you know, it's going to be a bonus. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And, you know, that that should be for Sri Lanka and, and her, how established it is as a cricket nation. That should really be the minimum of requirement, right? It's interesting what we see with the men's team. And, you know, we a few weeks ago, maybe we couldn't have said this, but... You know, we've had some great men's sides through the 90s and into the noughties and and up to kind of 2015. And then there was a, a rebuilding process that probably took a little bit longer than it needed to. And, you know, there's many reasons for that. But even in that time, there were still highs, right? We all talk about, you know, Cusel Pereira's innings, one of the greatest innings of all time. But what kept Schlunker going and what's made them, you know, this renaissance we're seeing with the men's side is the cricket culture below the international 
team, right? So it doesn't come down to how do SLC produce 12 players or 11 players can go out there and, and do a job for the nation. There's a there's a much deeper cricket culture than that. And I know we talked about this earlier. We talked about the domestic game. We talked about the schools game for the girls. And maybe that's where we need to, you know, as journalists as well, we need to put more pressure on the system to try and, you know, get more girls playing cricket, get more, you know, get it more inbuilt into, into the culture. Because, you know, the way I see it is half the island is men, half the island is women. There's absolutely no reason, I don't think, why we shouldn't give half the island an opportunity to go out and represent the, the country and, and go out and, and play for the biggest prizes. And also, we can all see what's going on. We can see that there is more money coming into the women's game and Sri Lanka won a slice of that pie because, God forbid, the New Zealand uh, Cricket Association end up becoming bigger than the Sri Lankan Association financially because they've got a vibrant women's side who, who go and earn them millions of bucks every year. Uh, every year right so slc need to and i'm sure i'm sure there's people there you know i don't want to i don't want to write them off i'm sure they're 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 all thinking about this and 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 they've got plans and five-year and three-year plans in place for how sri lanka is going to dominate both men's and women's cricket in the next few years Thank you for listening to Sri Lanka at 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app for your phone and you can follow us personally on Twitter at Mark Machado or Estelle at... It's Estelle Vasudev1. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. Also follow our network at 9994DM on social media. Follow for podcast and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation on 99.94.